0: grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Now, I once heard somebody that didn't believe in God say that he prayed whenever he flew on a plane. He said he couldn't explain it to me, but the fear that he had of flying, it forced him to pray. Deep down inside, no matter what we think, we all have a need for peace with God. And this need comes out in a lot of us when we fear for our lives or when we feel that our lives are coming to a close. I visited with a lot of people that were coming close to the end of their lives. And they wanted to confess to God something That they had held inside for many, many years. They wanted to know for sure. That even that sin that they did so many years ago. Could be forgiven. I once remember a person. Confessing something that they did at the age of 19. And they were in their 80s. And the relief that comes over one's face when they hear God's word of forgiveness, even for that sin, it's amazing. It's like weight is literally lifted off their shoulders as they hear God's word of forgiveness. And their faces contort. They change from faces of worry and fear to faces of thankfulness and peace. What do you fear? What do you do with those fears? If you were to face God tonight, would you be afraid or at peace? But now, thus says the Lord who created you, He who formed you. Fear not, I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you, and through the rivers, they shall not (coughs) overwhelm you. God tells us not to fear. Why? Because we're good people. And we're better than most people? No. He says, do not fear, because I who created you and formed you have also redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. We are not to fear because he has worked for us even though we've run from him we have run so far away through sin neglect life's pursuits we have lost familiarity with god that we once had and now the thought of meeting him face to face it makes us scared but he says fear not I have redeemed you. And he also said, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. Now, why would he say that? Well, water in ancient times has been a sign of judgment. Think of Noah's Ark. For the world, the water, it meant judgment it meant death. And think of God freeing Israel from the Egyptian slave owners. For Egypt, water, it meant judgment. Think of our baptism. Our baptism, it means the death of all of our sins and all of our evil desires. But for us, The waters of baptism means life. Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised by the glory of God the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. And it says, if we've been united with him in a death like his, we shall certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. You see that word united? Through the waters of baptism, we were united with God. Just like he said in our Old Testament lesson, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And remember what Jesus said? When it said, All authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And behold, I am with you always to the very end of the age. He's united with you. The further we stray from God, the easier it is to forget that at one time we passed through those waters with him. That he said our name through the mouth of our pastor. He called us by name. And then he said, I baptize you into the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And if you have not been baptized, God is calling you. The promise of forgiveness of sins and the Holy Spirit that comes to us in baptism are for you, for your children, and for all who are far off. The Lord our God will call unto Himself. If you've not been baptized, talk to me and I will share more in depth about what God actually does for people in baptism. But back to the point when we stray from God, we tend to forget who we are, we forget whose we are, we forget that we are God's children bought and redeemed we forget that we are called by his very name you think about giving somebody their name it happens happens in 3 cases that i can think of marriage birth adoption and to hold somebody else's name or to give your name to someone else That says what? Or to take on somebody else's name? That says, I want to be with them. I want to be associated with them. them. I want to be theirs. I want them to be mine. And in baptism, God puts his name upon you. I want to be associated with that person. I'm adopting that person. And he gives us the Holy Spirit, which has us cry out, Abba Father. We were who were his enemies. We who were sinners when Christ when He sent Christ to die for us. He wants to be with us. We forget these things when we run away or if we spend a lot of time away from God's Word. And the stresses of this life, they threaten to overwhelm us. Concern of money, worldly duties. I'm already thinking about tax season. (laughs) We see temporal things as everlasting and we see eternal things as a myth. All of this makes me wonder personally, why i so often stray i don't get it why would i do that why do i fall back into fear and forget the promises of my god do you ever wonder why you stray our god knows us all too well and that's why he comforts us with his word Remember, this was first spoken to the people of Israel who had strayed tremendously. And he reminded them of their baptisms, so to speak, as they crossed through the Jordan, as he saved them in the flood. And he reminds us of his loving care for us in his son. And through that word, no matter how time, many times we've strayed before, he says, You are precious in my eyes and honored, and I love you. I give men in return for you, people in exchange for your life. And God not only exchanged peoples for his children. He loved you so much that he gave his son for you. Justice demanded that your sins must be paid for. For we have sinned against God and each other daily. We have not loved God and we have not loved our neighbors, not even our own family members. As we should. And justice demands the life of each person. Justice was paid when God gave His only begotten Son in exchange for you. Can you believe it? Jesus is perfect without sin. He did everything that the everything in the Father's will. You and me, we've done everything the exact opposite of the Father's will. If anything, He should want to be done with us. But He says, there is hope yet. I am sending my Son for them. And He puts all of your sins all the things that you've done upon his son. And that exchange, your life for his, it began in the waters of holy baptism. When Jesus was baptized, John was baptizing a baptism of forgiveness, a for, baptism of repentance for forgiveness of sins. Did Jesus need to be forgiven? No. He was without sin. But he came to those waters. And he made a great exchange. We go to those waters. We leave behind our sin, our shame, our theft, our adultery, our murder. Everything that we've ever done. And Jesus comes and he picks up all of those things. And they become his. And he takes those things to their ultimate end, the place of death, his cross. And in baptism, we become God's children and we receive everything that is Jesus's, his righteousness, his purity, his perfect obedience. We receive God's love And God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit says to you, Fear not, I am with you. Remember who you are, whose you are when fear envelops you. You are God's child, you are a part of the church, Christ's holy bride. And no matter what the world may throw at you and us, we need not fear. For our God is with us. He has called us by name. And we are his. And now the peace that surpasses all understanding. Guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus until he returns for you. Amen.